Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Corey Walsh Podcast, brought to you by The Extended Cut. Today is May the 27th on a Wednesday. Just recorded some NBA stuff with Jeremy Batten. We're talking about the Champions League-esque style playoff format the NBA has in mind and some of the potential winners and losers from that. Also talking about what that just means for the NBA as a whole going on. Also, LeBron or Giannis, who did you have as your MVP? And we also go through NBA first team, second team, and third team, and the most improved team. But first, let's get to Jeremy Batten. All right, so now joining us on the podcast, we have a... uh, He's been on the podcast before, but it was like 30 episodes ago. Uh, Welcome back, Jeremy Batten. Hey, welcome. Uh, I'm happy to be back. <laughs> welcome um, to you. Yeah, I, know, I, know. <laughs> I feel like I'm the host now. <laughs> you, in such a short time, you've taken over. <laughs> uh, how's your uh, sportsless life been, Jeremy? Um, very boring. I don't really like it. If I could have something like to watch, at least the time would be a lot better. But. It seems like no one realizes that Bundesliga soccer is going on right now. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I forgot to watch that. Right? <laughs> oh, God. Actually, I should put that on my DVR. Uh, uh, yeah, I have, a, I have a recording, actually. We're good. We're good. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for lying. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, the reason we have Jaron, we're going to talk about this new NBA uh, playoff format. That um, I know, it's shocking. The NBA has a new playoff format every week. <laughs> It seems like, Literally. but now we're settling on one that, to me at least, is sounds the most interesting of the bunch. It is um, for those. It's ironic we just talked about Bundesliga soccer because it basically is what the Champions League format is for soccer, where they're going to have group stages, and they're going to do five groups of four teams. But before they did that, they were saying it could either be like a traditional sixteen-team two-conference playoff format with the seven game series. It seems like they really want to stick to the seven game series format. Adam Silver said, because like if they didn't, then people would just consider it like a throwaway season. Cause like, have you also heard how they wanted maybe do like the one game playoff series? I saw stuff about that. I was not interested in that one at all. That one was not something I want to see because like, the seven game or at least five game just gets that like more competition. It's not like a one and done sort of thing. It's we've always seen with the NBA that a playoff series can flop instantly just over like a span of three games or seven. It, yeah, seven would be the, the it's like the best one. <laughs> You're telling me that the one the Bucks versus the Magic wasn't going to be decided <laughs> in seven? I don't know. I think the I think the Magic could have at least taken them to. At least a five-game series. <laughs> there would have been that sneaky game four where the Magic push back <laughs> and defend their season with honor. Yep, and then they just get blown out by 30 the next game. <laughs> They'll like have Terrence Ross drops 30. Is Terrence <laughs> Ross diving into the pool of youth? <laughs> that, that's what Winners uh, will discuss on ESPN. And, uh, so as regards for this soccer-style approach, they're going to have like pool play basically. A World Cup-style format having been presented as an option to league GMs, as Adrian Wojnarowski and Zach Lowe of ESPN have said. They also, Zach Lowe has stated that the league's GM survey included a pool play option that featured somewhere between 16 current playoff teams and the full body of 30 playoff teams, or of NBA teams, which just sounds absolutely stupid. Teams would be divided <laughs> into a certain number of groups and face 
each member of their group the same amount of times. The total number of pool games have not yet been specified. All of these will be branded as playoff games. Based on the final standings within each group, eight teams would advance out of pool play into a bracket that is meant to mimic the normal postseason structure for the playoffs. And the thing that really intrigued me about this idea that was um, leaked by the, the ringer is that the idea is being also floated with this format that the, the four top tier teams, which would be the Bucks, Lakers, Clippers, and Raptors, would hold a draft to select their opponents in their group stage. Ooh. So this would prevent what they believe to be no group of death, which in soccer is like when four very good teams are put into the group. It's usually that there's like two really good teams and then two like like the champion of the Croatian league and the champion of like, I don't know, China's Republic, which are <laughs> not good teams. No. And um, this would also allow for non-current playoff teams it, to get a ticket to maybe get past the first round. Yeah, that's what I was thinking with this group stage, because, like, you have teams that are, like, just on, like, the brink of an eighth seed that may be able to get pulled up if they're doing a 20, 20, like, team seeding-wise. And those bottom, like, four teams would be, like, just random teams that are, like, below the eighth seed. And that would help out them, like, the youth of that team. Because if Memphis was to fall below Portland... Because Memphis is the eighth seed, they would still like the normal playoffs. Obviously, they wouldn't be in. But with the group stage, Memphis would have a chance to somehow make it past. Like those Cinderella teams are way more prominent in this group stage idea. I feel like. Yeah, and just before this podcast is getting recorded, it was brought up that they also are considering the idea that if they did do this format, that they would let the uh, the ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth seed in the West fight for the two spots to be in this group stage format, which for those mm-hmm. who don't know, that would be the Grizzlies, the Blazers, the Pelicans, the Kings and the Spurs Ooh. that they're going to let fight over it. I'm sorry, Phoenix. Once again, you are no longer in consideration. This <laughs> must be a real devastating moment for your franchise. Seeing as you were a crisp 26 and 39. <laughs> hey, that's better than normal, I feel like. I mean, they usually have like their first 15 wins right off at the beginning, and then they just lose like 30 in a row. No, that's the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> True. Like, in the beginning of the season, we're like, we're, uh, who was it, Wiggins and uh, Towns being like, you guys said we wouldn't be anything, look at us now. And then ESPN's like, maybe we were wrong. And then two weeks later, they're like, oh, no, we're fine. Nah, and then, then they finally made a move and traded Andrew Wiggins away. Damn, that must have really crushed Fine. every Timberwolves fan on the planet. <laughs> Thanks for Kevin hey, Love, do, though. <laughs> do you think the Timberwolves will be better now with D'Angelo Russell instead of Wiggins, or do you think they're still going to be just not good? Well, looking at how they were right before the coronavirus shut down the season, they, in their last 10 games, were 3-7. and seven. <laughs> Wasn't Towns, like, in and out of games, though? Yeah, I mean... At the same time, that team is just, I don't see many great (laughs) players on it outside of Russell and Towns. Don't get me wrong. I'm a huge Gorgie Dan guy. Always have been. Oh, my gosh. That man's a beast. Did you know that, like, Gorgie Dan apparently has, like, some of the most games played in Timberwolves history? He's, like, third. Really? Yeah. I've not seen that one. Hey, he's loyal. (laughs) 
I would be loyal too. Have you seen the money they're paying Gorgie Dang? It's like fourteen million <laughs> yes. a year, and they can't get rid yeah. of every Bleacher yeah, Report mock trade. Is like the 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 Timberwolves unload Gorgie Dang finally. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know if anyone wants him to be honest. Oh man, a center that doesn't belong in the league anymore. <laughs> that can't shoot. Awesome. Here's yeah, our second round pick in twenty twenty six. And we'll finally take him from you. Psych! And then, um, so what teams do you feel like would benefit from this format the most? Uh, I I was thinking, I mean, the top seed teams, I feel like, obviously would benefit from it because, I mean, they're not going to have to face, they'll have to face only like one or two good teams in their, or decent teams in their groups. But I don't, I feel like it's more so the bottom, like half of the team that would benefit from it because they have a way better chance to get out of the first round. Like this group stage is basically replacing first round because it goes straight into the second round, which is the same amount of, it's like basically the same, but the group stage would be like the bottom half of those teams are going to not have to play against the number one seed for eight, for seven game series. Like they get to only play them twice as what the, what the group stage format, they said it would be like play each team twice or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you'd then you'd play all like the other decent teams, and they'd have a way better chance against them than they would against, let's say, the Bucks, Lakers, Clippers, or Raptors. So I definitely think it's the bottom like half of the teams. Yeah, I feel like certain teams in the playoff hunt are going to benefit from it that like were on the rise before the coronavirus mm-hmm. hit. So I'm basically just talking about the Blazers, Grizzlies, and Pelicans. Because mm-hmm. all three, oh, and Sacramento. I'm sorry. I know Sacramento fans are like <laughs> the saltiest fans on the planet, honestly, about their team. But oh yeah, because they were they're gonna be like, oh, we were three and seven or seven and three in our last ten. <laughs> don't forget about us. I just I don't I don't have faith in Sacramento. They need to grow. Like like, De'Aaron Fox obviously is gonna. I think he's great, and I think Buddy Hill's great too. But they're not consistent enough. Buddy Hill, who's, like, apparently so great that his team wants to trade him after they signed him to a mega deal. (laughs) Literally. They they don't even care about him. They're like, ah, shit, we'll sign you, but then trade you automatically away. They're like, yeah, buddy, we know you're, like, one of the most elite three-point shooters in the league, but you know who we like more? (laughs) Bogdan. (laughs) That's who we want. Bogdan stays. We want Bogdan, apparently. The worst Bogdanovich of the group. (laughs) Literally. Bojan's pretty good, but have you seen Bogdan? (laughs) But going going off of the Bogdanovich brothers, I, one thing that surprised me I, randomly off the thing is that the Jazz. I thought the Jazz were going to be a lot better than yeah. they ended up being. I mean, they're fine. They're fourth. They're forty-one and twenty-three. But that Mike Conley yeah. trade looks so bad on paper. Yeah, I I don't understand. I just Mike Conley has done nothing for them. I mean, I, swear he's, I don't. He's get more it. hurt them than anything like if they had just kept rubio with the team like with bogdanovich oh. i swear they'd be way better like they'd be like doing way better than one with Conley. i don't know why Conley just doesn't mesh with them tell me who you'd rather have in a seven game series lebron james or playoff rubio let that stay where it is <laughs> that's all i'm saying i don't even have to answer that one <laughs> you already know my answer anyone who doubts this opinion go to the extended cuts twitter page and challenge it because that's false true I um I feel like teams like uh like I was saying the Grizzlies, Blazers and Pelicans they were had and Kings I guess have upward momentum. Yeah, I guess, yeah. And uh honestly though the Grizzlies like I feel like they were just about to hit their apex. Like they were done 
as soon as coronavirus hit. Like I think the oh, yeah. skid was officially about to start because they went on that insane tear of games where like you know ESPN freaks out once a team has won like nine games and then they're like, watch <laughs> out for Memphis. Yeah, no, I I don't see them like they're not an old enough like they don't have the veteran anymore. Like they have Jonas Valanciunas, I guess, who's their like big veteran. But I don't. I mean, he was playing well. I just don't see them. If it was a regular playoffs, if they kept that eighth seed, there's no way they would have done anything against the Lakers. Lakers would have just absolutely destroyed them. Anyone really? I just don't think they're they have the like the that chip to be able to push hard into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah it's great they're that young. you just said that because I thought another team that benefits most from this play from this new playoff format idea would be the veteran savvy teams. Like those who have all veteran leadership, and the team that really stood out to me that I think could make like a huge push based off this format is the OKC Thunder. Because what team has more veterans than it knows what to do with than this OKC team? You already know I have full faith that the Thunder would at least make it to the conference finals. Let's be honest. I I'm trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I I no, I agree with you though. I think yeah, veteran teams definitely are. Like they have a lot of experience with, like Chris Paul obviously has never made it past Western Conference Finals, but I think that he has been playing out of his mind this season. Like he's proving people a lot. Like he's and Shy I think might be the one who's benefiting the most from Chris Paul. He's learning a lot from him, and he's I've seen way more growth in Shy than anyone else on the team. <laughs> Not Schroeder. Like, He's a, a potential six man of the year. He is leading the race, True. apparently. I, I mean, he's. I swear he's been up there. It just everyone. It was so overshadowed when Russ was there. It was the bread. He had, he had no no chance of getting anything. Yeah, I mean, I think that this is honestly. I, I want to talk about it a little later. Spoiler alert! <laughs> but uh, Chris Paul, I think, is having one of his most impressive seasons he's ever had. It might not be statistically impressive, but impact-wise, extremely impressive. 100%. I agree with that. For those who can't realize, Jeremy is a OKC fan who lives in Durham, New Hampshire. You do the math. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, funny enough to talk about um, Russell Westbrook, um, the Houston Rockets, I think, are the team that would benefit the most from this format because the NBA cannot seem to figure out their small ball lineup and this would only play to their advantage, I think, as it seems that teams who have Rudy Gobert on them or Hassan Whiteside cannot seem to realize that they can reach over every player attempting to get a rebound from them. Yep. <laughs> and instead are idiots, and they keep their center in who gets dragged out to the three-point line to guard P.J. Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I, I mean, I can definitely see that. Rockets not having to play one team specifically for seven games would definitely be beneficial for them. Like only playing like every, just playing everyone. No one would really fully catch on and be able to make too many adjustments on them quickly. They only have two games to play against them. So yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, don't, I think in a seven game series, the Rockets flaws would become very apparent very quickly. Oh yeah. I think a team would be smart enough to be like, hmm, you know, either we keep our center in and just have him actually stay at the rim, or we put play small ball as well, and then we don't have to get caught in these awkward transitions. Yeah, 
But, you know, no, the Giants I'd... probably wouldn't figure it out. <laughs> no. Like, what Gobert... if we put Mike Conley at center? That's why we traded for him. <laughs> yeah, that's where he's going to flourish. <laughs> Big man Mike. Uh, yeah, I just don't think I have a problem with the Rockets. Is Yes, they have James Harden Russ, and they have good defenders. But the hype is just like if you go against a team like the Lakers or even if they had to go against the Bucks, I just – you throw Giannis at center and the game's over. You just play small ball with Giannis at center, and it's like, or even just running it like just a team with a good center, like the Lakers with AD. Like I, I the Rockets would get absolutely destroyed. Yeah, I mean teams I who have basically abandoned the the uh, traditional center would do fine, I think, against the Rockets. Like you said, like the Bucks have Giannis, the Lakers have Anthony Davis, the the Raptors could throw Siakam on them. Yep. <laughs> and the the Sacramento Kings could put Harry Giles. Oh, it's a game over. No, Rockets they, have no chance. No, this is where the Kings fans would be like, this is where Bagley will be showing he's better than Luka. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The amount of Kings hate on this podcast is going to be incredible. Oh, yeah. I, I just – I don't understand how – I never even, even – I wasn't on the Luka bandwagon when he first came in. If Unlike some people. Back to the other podcast, but – uh, I still don't think I didn't even put Marvin Bagley above him because I I just couldn't see him translating. Like he still hasn't really shown anything in the NBA. He's like, Durant two point Yeah, I like him, but I just don't. I don't. I don't think he's gonna end up being anything more than a role player. That would devastate the Kings fans. <laughs> <laughs> Our big three. Hey. We got Bogdan. <laughs> Darren Fox. Bogdan can lead them to a championship. And whatever we package Bagley and Buddy Heald for, which knowing us, it will be (laughs) Bojan, so we can have the the brothers. (laughs) And they'll get Mike Connolly. Two for a bargain. Only two first-rounders. Jazz would fully accept that offer. They're like, oh, can we get rid of Mike Connolly? You're giving us Buddy Heald for Mike Connolly. Holy (laughs) <laughs> the Jazz would just be like, you know what? I guess I'll run Donovan Moore at point. <laughs> what else? Uh, who else did you have as a winner from this format? Um, I I could see someone. I honestly could see Celtics winning from that because I think the Celtics could play against any team in the league with how they were starting to play, with how Tatum especially was starting to figure out that like he was dominating against the Lakers, the Clippers, like any big-name teams, he was showing up. And they were either losing by a little bit or they were winning games against those top teams. And the Celtics, I feel like they only have to play him like once or twice, play like LeBron once or twice if they're in the same group somehow. Like they would be able to, if they could split the games with them and then just like win out on everyone else, like they would be... They'd be a powerhouse, I feel like. They would be, a, because they're only, they're second tier, quote-unquote, because there's, like, the Bucks, Lakers, Raptors. Clips. Uh, clips. And then it's the second tier with the Celtics and, like, Celtics Heat, and then the, uh, the other side, Jazz, and another one. I'm pretty sure, I can't remember the other one, but, like, I think that Celtics definitely would benefit from it because they can, they have that team that, you don't want to face in the playoffs at all. And they have the 
think they have the pieces if they can put it all together and make a big run. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> I feel the I, same way. I feel like the Celtics, though, were probably the most up-and-down top-tier team, I think, because, like, you'd see them play very well against the Lakers, and then you see them lose to the Nets by, like, 15. Yeah. And then that's, that's the only thing. <clears throat> Jalen Brown starts the season. <clears throat> sorry. As like this, uh, it looked like he was about to take a ginormous step as a player, and that yeah. step a- after like the month of November was gone, and he just returned yeah. to scoring like twenty points. Yeah, no, I, I he started off hot. I mean, he, I still think that he could find it, but especially with this break, I don't know. Like this big break, that's also something that I. I don't know. Would they play regular season before the group stage or no? I feel like they're trying to use the group stage as the the like preseason, I guess, in a way. I think they're trying to really that avoid playing a regular season because I think that just complicates more things, and they really don't want to. Yeah. Like they're already going to be so far behind what the normal NBA schedule would be. Like now they're saying the draft's going to be in like September. Yeah, is this going to permanently affect like the schedule of? season for NBA like of all like for from here on out you think or like um maybe for the better though if it does yeah because then it can give the NBA kind of the season to itself instead of like starting in October and automatically sharing it with um NFL I feel like no one wants to compete with NFL so giving the NBA like its own time in the sun would be better yeah I mean there's no reason to not try to change the schedule yeah, like it's not really a big deal. Like it's just a different time. Like it's an in- everywhere's indoor. It's not like NFL. You have to have it when it's like decent weather for most season because of like obviously they can't cancel all the games because there's too much snow or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like NBA, it's literally just inside every. It really doesn't matter what time of the season, like year it is. But, it mean, has I, to be in mid July because LeBron wants to play on the California beaches. True. True. God. LeBron, if LeBron wanted that, the NBA would be like, let's consider it, actually. It doesn't sound too bad. You might have to consider that. That doesn't sound too bad, <laughs> if you think about it. The, the, the possibility of heat stroke is pretty prevalent, but... <laughs> but, but LeBron wants it. And God, he also apparently wants Kawhi. Kawhi let's do a force trade. <laughs> we have to make it happen, no questions asked. Like, it just has to happen. Uh, the last winner I have from this format is that everyone out will keep their picks. So the teams that basically, sorry fans, this is the teams that are basically out. Um, No matter what, the format is going to be the Bulls, the Knicks, the Pistons, the Hawks, the Cavs, the the Suns, the Timberwolves, and the Warriors. The Warriors? No way! They're the only team statistically eliminated from the playoffs before the virus hit. (laughs) Oh, man. I... I mean, hey, that just shows you Draymond can lead a team. He is Charles Barkley 2.0. I've been saying that for a while. And with a wingman like Kai Bowman, that team can reach some expert heights. Yeah, some first pick potential. Yeah, that's apparently. I just know the Warriors are like, yeah, you know, we could take this young guy or we could flip this for something better. Like, I mean, I could see them trading. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, they're going to get another shooter. They're going to be like, fuck it. Clay, Curry, and CJ. Let's do it. 
You could take Wiggins. We don't want him. Oh, wait, what? You don't want him either? Why did we trade for him? <laughs> this is a terrible. Fuck, who is Andrew Wiggins? I thought he was good. They'll be like, he was Maple Jordan on a Sports Illustrated cover back in like 2014. So we thought he would at least be decent. We traded I mean, D'Angelo Russell, who was a much better player. He just didn't fit our system. He just, Curry needs to flourish. We He played three games with Curry, and we were like, you know what? That's enough sample size for me. <laughs> You're taking too many shots away from Curry. You we like how Kai Bowman's a beta. <laughs> we lost Quinn Cook, but we found a diamond in the rough in Jordan Poole. Hey, I will say someone that they did find that was actually like will be useful for them is uh, Pascal. Oh yeah, Eric Pascal. Yeah, he's. I, yeah. I honestly forgot about him. Oh my god, he's so good. He was good, but is he, he the he uh, bad a, team's good stats guy? That could be. That could be. <laughs> we'll have to wait till next season to figure out because Warriors are definitely not playing anymore. And the Warriors <laughs> definitely will be in the playoff race again next year. And it's like oh, everyone's, like, throwing them aside. Like, the dynasty is over. The dynasty, I think, just took, like, a MJ playing baseball for a year. Yeah, they kind of just were like, ah, we're injured. You know what? Fuck it. We'll just lay down for a little bit. Steve Kerr is like, my back settled. doesn't hurt that much anymore. <laughs> and then, guess what? Next season, they basically have the exact same team they had when they were 73-9. <laughs> you think Harrison Barnes and Wiggins are equivalents? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're they're around the same player. Yeah, they they. I think I'd rather have Harrison Barnes, believe it or I not. Even though I'm he faded, sure he was terrible I, in that playoff series against the Cavs. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry's like, don't talk about it. Yeah, uh, he was he was pretty bad. All right, so what? T- who does this hurt the most? This uh, playoff uh, format. Hmm, who does it? Hurt I can go first most? if you'd like. Yeah, you go first. All right, so there are uh, the teams that are absolutely atrocious on the road are going to be awful in this format or any format that they decide for that matter, because mm. this is all going to be on Orlando, and oh, the Magic true. I don't think are making it far, so they're not going to get that much home court advantage, and it isn't even in Orlando's um, arena. It's going to be at Disney, so yeah, I guess. But I, I would consider Orlando probably is just like, oh, yeah, it's basically home. And they're going to be like, this is basically our turf. we got to defend it. And then they uh, <laughs> then they win, like, one game. Shit on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're yeah they're not going to win very much, I don't think. Eric Gorin's going to be like, I lost the dunk contest, but <laughs> I'll win I'm this. Gonna win, I'm going to win the championship. Because those are equivalents. <laughs> uh, so basically the two teams I really want to show for this being uh, the Heat are a terrible road team. They were 14 and 19, despite being 41 and 24. So 19 of their 24 losses are on the road. So that's going to go great for them. But the, uh, yeah. the bottom of the barrel for competitive playoff teams is the Philadelphia 76ers. For those, so the, the 76ers have 39 wins, Jer. How many of those do you think are on the road? Uh, I feel like I saw some of those, but... It's definitely it's thirty nine wins. I'd have to go with that, like probably like probably like twelve, thirteen. It's ten. <laughs> they were oh ten and twenty four on the road, and they were twenty nine and two at home. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is the most disparaging 
home and away record I have ever seen of a playoff home? team. Yeah, that's crazy. Wait, they were twenty nine and two at home. Do you want to know another fun stat? The Knicks what? and the Seventy Sixers have the same amount of away wins. Oh gosh! All right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, the Sixers are not making it far. If I can go off of that stat. <laughs> I mean, the 76ers basically this whole year have been like a log jam where they're like, we can't figure out how this is going to fit. We have so many non-shooters. <laughs> and we uh, have Ben Simmons, whose best ability <laughs> is to disperse the ball to shooters. How is this not working out? <laughs> who, do they, who do they even have? A, Tobias Harris, they paid him so much money, and I don't think he's done like nearly what they expected he was going to do this season. Nope. And they also traded they, for Josh Richardson for Jimmy Butler, basically. Yeah, and I swear, to, I swear they should have paid a lot more to keep Jimmy Butler than Tobias. I, with how Jimmy Butler has played this season, I think they 100 percent should have done that. But I think it's also I don't know how Jimmy would have played with Embiid and Ben Simmons again. But or is I this think, some maniacal plan that was set by uh, Brett Brown that he knew that the coronavirus would hit and it would play in Orlando, so he signs the player who was formerly an Orlando Magic star in Tobias Harris. Wait, he already had this all in his head. <laughs> He's three steps ahead of everyone. He he is one of the best coaches in the, the league. He the championship coming because Tobias is basically going to be at home. Exactly. Not to oh, mention man. that he's just he's really figured out the Embiid-Simmons pairing. So. <laughs> yeah, he's he's working really well with that. Yeah, he is. He is killing it. He is looking great. <laughs> do you think Embiid's going to – who do you think will leave first, Embiid or Simmons? I think I would rather have Embiid on my team than have Simmons. I feel like I could get a player that can't shoot and can pass the ball in who we just said, Ricky Rubio. Literally, but I, I, I don't know. I Yeah, I, just, I think I would accept that too. I would not accept that, but I would uh, agree with that because I would rather have Embiid. Like, Embiid's a very skilled – big man like he if he could just put it together and stay healthy actually try um i think i mean he's easily like second best in the league for centers or bigs Mm -hmm. anthony davis obviously being number one Uh, do you think he's better than jokic i would rather have him be than jokic when he's actually like playing like the thing about jokic is he just sucks on defense against other centers it's almost like he's completely out of shape (laughs) <laughs> That's that could be it too, <laughs> but I think Embiid is just Embiid could do is a very well-rounded center as this, long as he can obviously stay healthy. This is my message to Nikola Jokic. I am not a nutritionist, nor do I ever say I will be. But I I was a kid who was trying to make it to the big leagues and wanted to be in shape. I would not drink whole bottles of Diet Coke. And I'm not talking about the ones you could buy in a vending machine. I am talking about the ones you could buy at your grocery store that are meant for, like, kids' parties. The two liters. uh, I I, I hate to break it to you. I feel like you and James Harden, Nicola, like to do this thing where you come into the season completely out of shape and just decide to burn it off like a high school bench player. (laughs) But you're in the NBA, Nicola, and everyone thinks the Nuggets aren't going to go to the next level. Maybe if you were ripped... It would help you out. Just a hey, thought. I, I don't know if I could ever look at the NBA the same if Nikola Jokic was ripped. I don't know if I'd be able to look at him the same. He's just like not a player I can see that will just get jacked at any time. I could just see him becoming like 
I just, I don't know. I, f- I always imagine Nikola Jokic with like a Borat type accent, like when he just speaks. So I can just imagine like a ripped Jokic just barreling through LeBron James style, just going like, "Daw!" as he's just ripping through the court. Maybe yeah, after I... the game, celebrate with a Coke if you really want it that bad. Like the little baby yeah, bottle size. Really Instead of champagne when you win the championship, you can have a two liter bottle of Coke. <laughs> just drop a... um. The uh, Mentos. Mentos, yeah, drop a Mentos in, do the champagne shower. There you go. That's that's what I'm talking about. That's my type of celebration right there. Oh God, maybe some Mountain Dew for the gamers out there. Oh my gosh, they can play some 2K after. Sit down <laughs> and play it again with Ronnie 2K for that tournament. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hate Ronnie 2K. I think everyone on the planet does. <laughs> like he, he just. Uh, we're not talking about 2K on this. We're not going to get into that. This video was brought to you by 2K. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, oh, this hate of running now? 2K was brought to you by 2K20. This game is just as shitty as the other ones, but we'll still buy it. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's exactly how it is. Uh, who, do, who do you think is a loser from this? I Now hearing about the Sixers, I agree with that 100%. But... um. I could see, like, definitely the ones you were saying to the lower half, but uh, I would say maybe I would definitely say like Pacers. Pacers have been like catching my eye on losers wise. Why is that? Like they're right on that line where they could be a winner for me, but they could like they're more so towards a loser because they have that good team. But I don't know if they're good enough to go seven games against like any of the top like three tiers of teams. Like I don't think they compete against. I don't, I don't know. I don't trust them against like the Sixers. Mm-hmm. I don't trust them against the Celtics, Heat, Raptors, or Bucks. And then if, if they get someone on the West, I feel like I'm taking Rockets over them. I'm taking Thunder. I, I mean Thunder and Pacers. I feel like kind of close to teams, but Thunder have a better. Like veteran edge, mm-hmm. and then like the like any of the top like four seeds in the West, I don't think would be. I just I think I would also take just, Dallas over them too. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'll take Dallas. I think Dallas is better than them, and I I mean, but like then there's all the lower teams after that. Like I think they're more so on the lower end of teams than the higher end. I just don't think they have that extra. They like, they need that one extra piece to be super competitive. Mm-hmm. I, 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 those are that's probably one of the teams that I would say is a loser in my opinion. I think personally, Nets are obviously on a lower end for me right now, just because they don't have everyone, and apparently they need another star to match with KD and Kyrie. Even though they but, haven't even seen how that panned out yet. <laughs> exactly, but I don't know. I definitely Pacers for me. I just don't see them doing well in a group stage. Yeah, I mean, also the Oladipo coming back from injury, they seem like they really didn't work that out before he yeah. came back because they were much better without him. And it's just like the growing pains of him. I'm not saying they're a worse team with Oladipo. It's obviously that they like had to – they didn't get the opportunity to like wean him back into their rotation. Yeah, no. I, like, I think it would have been – they would have been a lot better if they had given it more time. Like, if there was more time of him coming back, but there's like – it's just like he came back and then he didn't really have that many games to put under his belt before everything happened. Yeah. So another thing that I also thought was that um, 
shitty Eastern Conference teams are going to really suffer in this format that basically wanted to be executed before this playoff format started. So the teams I'm basically talking about, like you said, are the Nets, the Magic, the Wizards, and the Hornets because they it is a 10-team, 10 from each conference format, I believe. Yeah. So I know what the Wizards fans are thinking. Thank God <laughs> we get to yeah, – no. To get to prove themselves in the playoff again. And John Wall is ready to come back. Now everyone will see the power of Rui Hachimura. Oh my gosh, that man. And uh, the Hornets do not need any reason to be in this. They are 23-42. and And (laughs) they are going to be entered into a gauntlet with the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. Hey, all I'm saying is that you got Terry Rozier there. Honestly, better than what Kemba Walker was for you. <laughs> that is a valid point, Jeremy. <laughs> Don't forget about PJ and Cody oh Zeller. Oh, my God. Cody Zeller, Cody I have Zell. said for a long time, is this generation's Tim Duncan. True. I I agree. He is amazing. He's, I mean, they have obviously have the record to show that they're all really good players, but... I mean, they have Devontae Graham, too. I mean, if you want to throw him in there. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, probably uh, their best player, to be honest. I think I like P.J. Washington better. Yeah, the, it's hard to decide. There's so many good players that I just don't so want to many, bury one of so them. So many players that I would definitely never have on my team. but Very I, happy they have them, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm very happy no. the Hornets have the players they have. It's like almost like they're the Bobcats again. Like, they're just... A dump of terrible players that no one would ever take. Except for uh, The Last Dance. <laughs> Michael true, Jordan. True. Michael Jordan wants him. All right. Uh, for some reason, he decided Charlotte. <laughs> I mean, have you seen that court, Buzz? The court is pretty nice. All right, so if the season ended, we're just going to say the regular season's over, Jeremy. So just pretend like okay. coronavirus hasn't happened and ruined our past two months. Okay. Who was your MVP? See, I I was thinking about it, and I think I still just have to go with it. It's, for me, it was between, obviously, Giannis and then LeBron. But I, I went with LeBron. I did as well. Because I think, I think it's just, if you watched some of the Lakers games, and when he, especially when they were going against really good teams, he showed up and he was playing like, like it was, it's LeBron. Obviously, we expect him to play a really high level, but he was like out to prove more that he was like he's still the best in the league. Like he he was playing really well, and he could he was playing at any position really too. He could, he was guarding the best player again. He he was doing everything that you would want, but is in his, his I mean his numbers. He was averaging like seven and twenty six. Eight and almost eleven assists per game. League leading. Yeah, he's he's a small forward leading the league in assists. Over, I mean, arguably this year's not as big of a competition pool, I guess, for assists. I wouldn't say like most seasons there. Some seasons there's like multiple over ten, but this season, I mean, is a little bit less. But there's still like a lot of players who are, and it's in this sort of time frame that we've been in for the past few years, it's like a very stat-driven league that everyone's trying to go for those stats, thanks to Russell Westbrook, I'm pretty sure. But mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, I just take LeBron. I just can't see 
especially if it was like somehow we fast forwarded the past two months and they played out the games. I only think the Lakers would have gotten better. Like they were just going, like they were, they, LeBron and AD were just meshing very well together. That whole team was starting to just catch a fire. <clears throat> and I mean, the Bucks are, I mean, yeah, Giannis is Giannis. I mean, but I feel like they just want to switch. I feel like they would switch it up a little bit. They, I don't know if they would give him two in two years in a row. Yeah, I um, my argument for why I pick LeBron is that he, despite being in his seventeenth season, be playing harder competition, being in the West, and changing basically, he is the starting point guard for the Lakers this year. He's been under mm-hmm. the point guard spot on the starting lineup for a majority of the season. The yep. Lakers had the sixth toughest strength of sed- oh my god strength of schedule this season before the season stopped. The Bucks ranked 28th in difficulty in the season. Mm. We all know that the Western Conference is much tougher than the Eastern Conference as a whole. Even more now. Yeah, than and before. like and like you said, LeBron was averaging the 26 almost 26 11 and 8. Yeah. But also post All-Star break, he he was averaging 30 oh, close to 31 8 and 9 on a 57% field goal percentage. When Lakers have LeBron off the floor, he has a rating of they have a negative two point six rating. But when Giannis is off the floor, the Bucks have a positive six rating. This implies that LeBron carries a much weaker team than Giannis does. Oh yeah, and um, I feel like when you compare the lineups, the Bucks have better players in every position. Except okay, so. I, LeBron versus Bledsoe, you'll take LeBron. Yep. I think Avery Bradley and Wesley Matthews are equivalent. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Chris, I mean, you could also, unless you're, is Danny Green your small forward is what you're putting him at? Yeah, I looked up online what the, like, who played the most minutes per, like, in the season and what position to, like, okay. figure it out. And uh, Middleton and Danny Green, you would take Middleton. Yep. You, I think Giannis and Anthony Davis are basically equal. I uh, yeah, I don't know who I'd pick between those two. I couldn't. I don't know if I'd be able to choose between those two. I think both of them are. I feel like picking one over the other even. is just saying like there's a drastic difference. And I think they're both the two of the best future player stars we're gonna have in the league, like the faces oh, yeah. of the NBA. They're like the KD, LeBron sort of. Like they're gonna take those two spots. Like they're just gonna move up, and those are gonna be the two players. Mm-hmm. And I have I like Brooke Lopez more than I like Javale McGee. I mean, yeah, I Brooke Brooke has been. I I don't know. Brooke has just found his spot with the Bucks. Like once he, he realized a center could shoot, it changed everything. <laughs> literally, he's a sharpshooter now. Yeah, he's one of the best three point shooters in the league as a center. <laughs> But yet, the you can't stop PJ Tucker. <laughs> um. So also the rotation players. I was kind of okay. So when I created this argument, I originally thought that I would see a vast difference in the rotation players. That I only counted the valuable ones for each team. Yeah. But I feel like they're. You tell me, and then I'll give you my opinion. So the Bucks valuable rotation players I have is George Hill, Robin Lopez, Divincenzo, Connaughton, Ilyasova, and Corver. And the valuable rotation players for the Lakers are Kuzma, Rondo, Markeith Morris, KCP, Howard, and Caruso. 
Remove goat status I'm, from Caruso. Which I mean, one? All I'm saying like? is, if you have if you have Caruso, I think you win regardless. He should be starting. That's one of the over LeBron. Takes. But no, I I just listen like hearing from those two. Like I I think about it and I'm like I always think that the Bucks have the better like it sounds like a better team for the Lakers to be honest. When you hear the names said, like everyone knows those names and they should be like Dwight is playing arguably one of his better seasons recently. It's probably his best season he since playing. he was in LA, I guess, or Houston. Yeah, he like but uh I mean, Kuzma's had a very, very uh, non-expected season. Like, he is not doing well. But he's I, gone through four he, haircuts. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I think I would take just how they chemistry-wise, knowing and watching the games and seeing how they play. The Bucks team is still just a better rotational team. Like, I don't know. How they play, they're just a very chemistry-built team. And mm-hmm. the Lakers are kind of just like they signed a lot of players. We're just like, we need them, and we want you guys. They did what? So I think the um, the argument that could be made is that the Bucks rotation players can mostly create their own shot. Mm-hmm. Like Corver, DiVincenzo, Connaughton, Ilyasova. Okay, Ilyasova, not so much. The guy can barely move. <laughs> and George Hill can yeah. like all create their own shot off the dribble. But when you look at players like Markeith Morris, KCP, and like I don't even I can't even remember the last time I saw Kuzma take someone in ISO and actually do something impressive. Yeah, no, I can't. They're all just like LeBron's pawns, like what we've seen since yep. Miami. Where all right, you're really good. You'll stand in the corner, and I'll just I'll get it to you. Just do it. Yeah. Just need to stand there. Yep. That's and, literally all they are. That's how LeBron's teams have always been. Yeah, so it's always just built around what he can facilitate to. So, like, you could argue that the rotation players for the Lakers are better if you want to. My counter would be: Are they good by themselves, or do they look better because of the way LeBron makes them look? That's true. Yeah, no, I, I still would take. I think. I don't know. I, I personally, I like all the players more just on the Lakers because I I know the players, and like I. I've always liked Dwight Howard and those types. Like Kuzma, I've liked, but I don't know the Bucks with how they play. I still would take the Bucks rotation. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and then when I looked it up, there was this website that um, ranked what the uh, they gave a rating for how they perform in their given role, and mm-hmm. a lot of the Lakers players didn't perform too low but they didn't also perform very high except for Dwight Howard Dwight Howard ranked the highest among the bench players in terms of production but a oh, lot yeah. of the uh, Bucks players ranked very highly for in terms of I, their role definitely I yeah that's a tough question too between the two bench like that's hard to decide that's a hard one uh but so yeah. to close out the podcast we're going to be discussing our um, NBA like first team, second team, third team, and then we did our own thing where we're doing our most improved team because everyone always gets there. You only get one player that wins most improved player, but I feel like this should be a team type thing, you know? Like I hundred percent agree with that because they're going to give a lot of attention to like the Lucas and the Siakams of the world, 
who like mm-hmm. they're the star. So of course you're gonna give them. But there's other players who had great seasons that shouldn't just get buried behind Luca. Obviously gonna walk away with the award. Yeah, no. I so question for you, real quick, before we get into this. Who was your? Who did you pick for your rookie of the year? Uh, I think it's Jaw. Oh yeah, I went with Jaw too. I think Zion would have taken it if he had gotten to play more of the season. I but thought it was going to be really. Zion was playing out of his mind. Like he was playing what people expected and like wanted him to play. Like he was averaging twenty, almost twenty-four points. He mm-hmm. was, and what what kind of like was crazy to me? He was shooting. I mean, yes, he shoots a lot in the paint, but he was shooting like sixty percent field goal percentage. Yeah, I like mean, he was, he was disgusting very efficient. and all fast. Everyone's like, well, watch out for that three-pointer. Do we forget, like, the game he came in and he shot them <laughs> back into the game? Yes, first game he's ever he ever played and he shot, like, he made, like, three or four threes in a row. That was a and great bar they game. Just, then they're like, you know what? You're making us come back. Sit on the bench, you know? <laughs> we don't want you in the game anymore. They're like, Zion, we're trying to not make the playoffs. <laughs> Get over here. It's a minutes restriction, they say with air quotes. Yeah. Uh, that was a great bar game. That's like a game where it's like, where were you? And you're like, uh, I was at the bar. Yeah, Scorps, no. for those who don't know. In Durham, New Hampshire, the hot spot of the Northeast. Of course, the best bar you could ever find around here. If you can get in. <laughs> yeah, if you don't sit there for two hours before, then you're good, but. You're going to have a great time. All right, Jared, why don't you start us off with your uh, – give us your NBA first team, and then I'll tell you what I have. All right, so for my first team, it's, I feel like it's very – like I feel this first team just has it like very specific people. Like it's going to be my guards. My two guards are Luka and Harden. Mm-hmm. And then it's Giannis, LeBron, and then Anthony Davis. Like I feel like those five slots are just so hard to like, – it's so controversial. Like, you can't really like put anyone else there. Yeah, imagine if you did. <laughs> what did you put? What okay, you so put? the only reason my list is the way it is is I decided that if I feel like I did it from the perspective that the NBA is going to consider LeBron playing point guard this season, considering that's what the oh. Lakers lineup has him being. So then yeah, that would that would have switched my. I think I would have done. I'll tell you who LeBron I LeBron over Luca. I have LeBron, Harden, Davis, Giannis, and Jokic are my five. So you put Davis as a forward instead of a center? Yeah, because he, he, JaVale plays center for the yeah. Lakers. But I know it because he doesn't play the whole game. So I know what you mean. But why you put Yeah, him I, I was, I, I mean, yeah, ours were just a, like a little different. If it was like if I put AD at forward, I would have done Jokic. But yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be no disagreements on the first team. The second team and third team is where I'm expecting a little. I think third team is where it's kind of switched. I have second team is kind of also. I mean, I'll I'll go first for second team. All right. I have Dame, CP3, Kawhi, Tatum, and Jokic. All right. <laughs> I uh, I have Doncic, Lillard mm-hmm. as the guards. And then I have Kawhi and Siakam as my forwards, mm-hmm. and I have Embiid as my center. Yeah, I 
Well, the whole it bumped it. Who would you have? Well, we'll figure out we're the third team for guard. But yeah, your Luca got pushed down because of LeBron and stuff, and Jokic got pushed up. So like, I mean, it was somewhere around the same. Why but. did you? I wanted to know because I guess our real our difference here is Siakam and Tatum. So do, I guess I need to hear your third team before I uh, ask any questions. Well, yeah. All right. I'll go. So I'll say for my guards. For third team, I did Jimmy Butler and Bradley Beal. Mm. Is Jimmy under a guard or is he a forward? I think he's a forward. Oh, so I messed that one up. But I put him as a guard thinking he's a shooting guard. But I don't know. I, if it wasn't Jimmy Butler there, it would have been Russell Westbrook for me. But then there's Middleton, Siakam, and then Rudy Gobert. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I have Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul as mm-hmm. my guards. I have Middleton and Tatum as my small forwards, and I have Andre Drummond as my center. Drummond, hey, the Cleveland. Okay, that is not why I picked it. Honestly, no. I think I think this is where the uh, the center being in the all team thing. I think it should just be positionless at this point. Yeah, because I like, like I don't think Drummond players. or Gobert belong on this list. No, but like, I should. I think it was Gobert or Embiid, but I just think like Embiid hasn't really played. I don't know. He's been in and out. I feel like right. This, I'm pretty sure this season. I can't even remember. I thought he was like. Didn't he get injured at one point? Was out for a little bit. Yeah, I um, I honestly picked Drummond because he's doing what he always does, and he somehow always will end up on some rendition of this list. And yeah. I'm, I'm like, he, he's leading the league in rebounds. So I guess if we're qualifying him, the, you have to have a center. I'll take Drummond. I'm not saying he's – my argument for why I didn't include certain players is that I value these as being like they have to be making good impacts to their team. So that's why I didn't put – I made an honorable mentions, which for me was Beal, Booker, Young, Towns, Butler, Mitchell, Gobert, and Vucevic. And the thing that all those yep. players basically have in common outside of uh, – Butler, Mitchell, and Gobert is that their teams suck. <laughs> yes. Yep. No. Yeah. I that I was also valuing that. That's why I put CP3 on the second team because of how the Thunder actually have done this season and the impact he's had. Yeah, that's why I but, picked Paul too. But like Brad, the I put Bradley Beal third team just because he he's the only good player on that Wizards team. Like literally, only good player, and he's he's the only reason they win games. Like, there's no – he always performs. He's averaging – the only other player in the league to average 30 right now. And he's just he's, – if you watch, like, if he plays against, like, even against, like, the really good teams, he shows up and he will torch the other team. And it's just he, – he's doing it with just him being the only Isaiah player. Isaiah Thomas? IT, you're right. Shit. IT's there somehow. I <laughs> He was gone now. Well, yeah, he he was there. He bounced between like sixteen in the past what a, six months. What a fun ride! Yeah, he was so good on the Celtics. So why did you pick Tatum over Siakam? I guess is my question. I mean, I just think. I mean, they're they're right below. Like their records aren't too far away from each other. Only three games, oh, like back, but and their stats are really similar too. Tatum and Siakam stats are like almost identical. I just, I don't know. I think Siakam for me, I didn't expect more of him. Obviously he's playing amazing. Siakam's an amazing player, 
But Tatum is just he more so just shot up this season as like everyone's at, like last season after his first like rookie year of playing in the playoffs and showing that he was like a really good player, especially like that whole playoff run they had. The last last season he didn't play to what everyone thought he was going to. And then this season he's shown up as like I mean, yeah, they have Kemba, but he's like the star out of say the Celtics. He's the man that will like take the last shot, everything. And he's the past like the second half of the season that we got to watch before the coronavirus stuff, I think Tatum was starting to like he was gonna hit a stride where he's just he was gonna even get better and probably maybe had not average more points, but he would translate to more wins. So it's just more of like I feel like a Siakam Tatum thing was more so like a preference of player wise who you'd rather have and I'm a Tatum person. Mm-hmm. Like I'm big Tatum fan and he's just I think he has so much potential to keep growing and so does Siakam. But I I just took Tatum second team. I just couldn't I couldn't pick Siakam over Tatum for me. But they're both great in the words of Jeremy Patton. <laughs> oh, and oh, they're both amazing. I'll say it again. But I don't know. Tatum's my boy. Yeah, I um, I felt Siakam deserved it more in the sense that I think he carries more on his shoulders than Tatum does. Mm. I did put the record into account, but I also put the team around him as like so. When you look at Tatum, he still has Kemba Walker, he still has Jalen Brown yeah, he, as his. One he has that team from last season. Like he still does have the team from last season. Yes, and his cancer. <laughs> Yes, he does have Ennis Cantor too, who's a monster. <laughs> who apparently give, like has the most massive cheat days of anyone on the planet. For those <laughs> who don't know, if you like go on Twitter and look up Dennis Cantor, he'll he'll post it all the time, be like, Oh boy. Here's my <laughs> massive cheat day. <laughs> and then Yo, um, yeah, if you look at Siakam, you have Kyle Lowry who's we're it, it's like Kyle Lowry's still a very solid NBA player, but last year and last season was definitely his apex. Yeah, I don't think he's going to go any like past that. Are we going to argue that Fred Van Fleet is the third best player because Marcus Saul is no longer Marcus Saul? No, he ain't the Marcus Saul he was when he was on the Grizzlies. But I, I will say Fred Van Fleet. I think so. I, he's, he's one of those. I forgot about him to be honest. When thinking about the like improved players too. But he's yeah, he's definitely I think the third best player on that team. I don't see putting anyone past him. Yeah, so that's why I decided to put Siakam over Tatum. I think Siakam carries a much bigger load. And I also yeah. wait, did you have Lillard on your list? Yeah, I had Damon second team. Oh, you had Paul and Lillard, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had L- Paul third because I put yeah the La- Doncic Lebron thing. Yeah, that whole thing at the beginning. That's the only reason. Yes. I mean, I probably would have been the same way. I, I would have kept Dame over CP3, 100%. I, I just, Dame is, I think Dame is so, un, like, he's not underrated, I wouldn't say, for most people. But I swear he is, like, one of the most, he's not really considered one of the top, like, he hasn't really been in the top point guard conversation when people think about it. They're thinking, like, Curry, Kyrie. Like, they're thinking those two players and, like, Russell Westbrook, people, most people would put over him, but I think Dame is. I think Dame's past Kyrie at this point. I yeah, think, I think he's. I'd rather have Dame than Kyrie. I'd rather I, have Dame than Russell amazing. Westbrook too. Oh, hundred percent. I, I love Russ. Still, still love <laughs> Russ, but I think Dame's just a lot 
more of a team type player you'd want on any team. Mm-hmm. Russ kind of fits into a few teams. All right, Jer. Um, we're going to go into the finish it off with the uh, most improved team. So I feel like you and me are honestly going to share three of the same players. I'm excited to see who the rest are. So I know we've been doing the guard, guard, forward, forward, center. I ditched it for this because okay. I didn't. I couldn't find a single center that I really felt like deserved to be on this team over other players. Okay, I I, I feel like I disagree a tiny bit, but. All I right. found one center, obviously, that I thought made it. All right. Do you want me to go first this time? Sure. All right. My guards are Luka Doncic, which no one yeah. – uh, Okay. I'm saying this while uh, expecting complete judgment. I, uh, I'm i expecting a huge laugh on your side. I have picked Colin Sexton. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> of course you picked him. Uh, I was trying to think of all the players while you were saying that. I, well, I don't know why I didn't think of Colin Sexton there. Uh, okay. Brand, uh, accompanied by his peers, <laughs> Brandon Ingram, Bam Adebayo, and Jason Tatum are my three forwards. Oh, so Bam, but Bam is considered a center. Bam's a sure. power forward, it says. Oh, really? So, yeah, that was the center I was thinking of, but I guess I'm completely wrong. I completely, yeah, it's the, it's the center and... I'll put Bam there. That's my where I put I'll, Bam. I'll defend Colin Sexton after I hear your list. <laughs> well, then that we share four because I put Luca, Ingram, Tatum, Bam. But the other guard I put was, of course, we went from our own teams. I went Shy Gilgis. Damn it. I was really hoping you were going to say Devontae Graham. I built up this whole argument why it isn't Devontae Graham. <laughs> so I'll just pretend no, for I, a minute. I was that... looking at him. I just and watching and just seeing the record on the Hornets is just like there's no I don't know I don't okay, I'm not a big well, ignore that for my argument. <laughs> All right, perfect. I I, I avoided that. I don't think Devontae Graham deserves to be on the team over other players. We're just gonna have some editing magic and make it pretend like you said Devontae Graham. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, you idiot! This is why it's not Devontae Graham. It's Colin Sexton. <laughs> okay. So why would you do? Why did you do Colin Sexton over? I mean, I didn't do Devontae Graham, but like Shy Gilgis. If we're talking about terms, I, I think Shy is very good. He's. I think he has a much higher ceiling than Colin Sexton mm-hmm. does. I think Colin Sexton has the ability to be like a like a very solid starting point guard for a team. I think mm-hmm. Shy has all star potential, but I don't think Shy oh, yeah. showed all star potential this season. Okay, it's true. I, I don't think he showed. I didn't think he showed full. Like I don't think he should have been all, obviously all star. I um. I think, so, I think if you look at Colin numbers. Sexton shooting wise, does have much better stats than Shy does. Okay. Colin yeah, Sexton scored 20.8 points per game this season, which ranked twenty second in the entire league. Okay. He went up forty four percent on his field goal percentage to forty six point two, which for a guard to shoot forty six point two on the entire That's season good. is very impressive. That is pretty impressive, he also yeah. went down on his attempts, so he's becoming a much more efficient shooter with less shots. Mm-hmm. And if you look up how Sexton was doing before the season ended, he was scoring towards like thirty a game. He was, I, I think there there was like this huge meme that went around Twitter that was like most points per game post All Star break before the virus ended, and Colin Sexton was like third. Hmm. So, what, but Jerry, you picked Devontae Graham. 
uh, three-point shooter, he went from 40.2% to, like, 38. Okay. But um, if <laughs> I'm just going to pretend once again that you said Devontae Graham. <laughs> and Devontae Graham shot 38.2% from the field total. And Ew, that shows that it's terrible. all volume for his points and not substance. Yeah, no. So he, suck I mean, charity. also, I just, I, for my argument for Shy is he went from last season yet and he was on the Clippers, which, I mean, I feel like he probably had, like, equal amount of opportunity on both the teams he, on, he was on then and now. Because the Clippers last season, I mean, they had a lot. I mean, I guess Lou Will kind of took his, like, a lot more shots than Shy was able to. And, I mean, Shy was averaging, like, almost 11 points, three rebounds, and, th- like, 3.3 assists. But then turned to this season with the Thunder, he was averaging 19.3, 6.1 rebounds, and same amount of assists. While shooting 48% from the field and 35 from three-pointer. So it's not too much worse of shooting from Colin Sexton. Obviously, he'll have a little bit less points. But then you also have to look at the translation of how the Thunder are doing. And yes, they're a way better team than the Cavs are. Sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> but I would just, I just don't know. I picked Shy. I didn't even look, I didn't think about Colin Sexton. I don't know uh, why you didn't, as I'm crying. <laughs> I, I'm very sorry. But yeah, no, I just, that was like my. I guess that's that was our only difference at all. Like, I mean, the other four were pretty easy. I feel like to pick. I had shy as my first honorable mention. If that makes you feel any better. <laughs> hey, thank you. I didn't make an honorable mention one, but I'll put Colin Sexton as my number one. Oh, right by the off. way, we have completely not spoke about Trey Young once in this podcast. Yeah, I I don't know. I just think he's he needs to actually have a good season when they're actually doing good. I feel like it's a Devin Booker sort of thing. Here's my thing like, with Trey Young. You can tell me where I'm wrong. I kind of forgot that I wanted to talk about Trey Young because I think Trey Young is one of the most overhyped players in the entire league in terms of like people thinking he's like the next Steph Curry. I yeah, uh, no, I don't I don't think that, but I think he's I think he's good. I um I I came up with you're, are you familiar with Colin Coward and how he makes really dumb analogies? Yes. I, um, I'm ready to bar, like make up my own Colin Coward-esque analogy for what – like, because there are people who say, like, you know, ESPN's like, he's on a Curry-esque trajectory. Yeah, no, yeah. I've seen those things. I, um, I think this is the comparison, is that uh, Trey Young is like TikTok and Steph Curry is like Vine – and we really missed like our generation loved Vine like more than anything. We thought it was like the absolute shit. We loved laughing. We yep, like we still we this. still follow the Viners who don't even do TikTok anymore, like Nick Coletti. Yep. But so, I follow some. Yep. So we now have TikTok, and everyone loves TikTok. Apparently, they're like, "Oh, who needs Vine? <laughs> we got TikTok. It's so much worse." I I don't think it's at all better, and I think it's just I nostalgia. And, like, a wanting to be a part of something that you missed out on. Because, like, there's this generation of kids who, like, didn't have Vine. They're like, oh, TikTok's so much better. And it's like, oh. Yeah, no. I, I I like that analogy. I think that's actually, like, exactly what it is. Because people are, like, yeah, the younger generation obviously have seen Curry. But they weren't, like, able to fully watch what, like, 
Curry do what he was doing when it was happening. Like watching it when I was watching it was crazy. Like it was he changed the way the game was played just because of how good of a shooter he was. Now everyone can like Dame can shoot from that far. Everyone's adjusted to that. But then there's Trey Young that now that he's getting those comparisons, yeah, all these TikTokers, if you want to put them in that category, they they are getting like the knockoff version of Vine. I feel like and, Steph Curry also is a very good basketball player. Trey Young is a revolving door on defense. He is one of the worst <laughs> defenders in the yes. entire league, if not the worst. I didn't do the research to look up like his net rating defensively. I would be shocked with the minutes that he plays if we did it based off minutes, if he is not in the bottom three. No, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I, he's like everyone's shitted on Steph Curry for how bad he is on defense, but I, there's Trey Young is way worse than Curry is on defense, and that's saying a lot. And the most step or that Trey is known for is either his limitless range, okay, and uh, or his ability to nutmeg people, which gets him an almost getting <laughs> beat up by every player who's over thirty. <laughs> Trevor Ariza is gonna kill him one of these times. What is the last time you thought of Trevor Ariza was gonna beat up someone? <laughs> but because that was Trey last Young, time right there. <laughs> Because Trey Young could qualify to like just ride a roller coaster, we're gonna <laughs> let him just like get away with it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I, I think, yeah, I just don't. I need to see him do something when they're actually a good team. But the Bucks, like, I mean, the I, Hawks were supposed to make the playoffs this year, if you remember. Well, yeah, they were supposed to. Then John but, Collins ruined it <laughs> by doing PEDs. Because yeah, no, it's all John Collins' fault. Potential. I still think they have the potential soon because now they have a Clint Capella, too. Another center that really helps against P.J. Yeah. Tucker. <laughs> the Clint, John Collins, Trey Young, they have Herder. They have... Red Velvet. Yeah, they have they have good players. I just They're not apparently good enough to be a good team. I would rather so, have Van Fleet in my most improved than have Trey Young. I'd rather yeah, have no, Jalen Brown in my improved. most improved than have Trey Young. The, I, the only time I thought about putting him anywhere was in, like, the third team. But I just – I couldn't put him over Beal just because he made the All-Star game. Like, I can't just – I think Beal deserves the All-Star over Trey Young. I think the NBA All-Star game is the most throwaway accolade a player can have. Yeah. Because, one – you're telling me right now that if it was both conferences combined, that Damian Lillard wouldn't have made it like forever ago. <laughs> Literally, I think did Damian Lillard make it this year? He made it, right? Yeah, he was. He was. Um, did he? I, did he start? I don't think he started. Yeah, that was no, the new it, thing with it him. was Luca, Luca, James Harden, who came from the West for starters for guards. Okay. Right. So Dame was Dame was that yeah Dame was like the next one he was third because I remember he was close I think he deserves to get a start eventually I think he's that type of player but no it wasn't Luke not was it Luca yeah Luca and Harden those were the top two <laughs> yeah 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 I can't think of it but I I going off a little thing about the All Star I think that I I don't know about you but I thought the All Star format they did this year was way better than the past. Oh, few years. so much better. I, I The competition at the end of the game, and the whole game, actually, 
was way better than we've ever seen in, in like not ever but like since it's been like a long time since we've seen that type of like people like the amount of exercise like not exercise but i can't think of the word like just the amount of effort i guess that someone like the players were putting into the game yeah like they actually were taking it seriously getting they were arguing calls like everything was it felt like an actual game like it meant something I, and I hope it's not just because of the whole Kobe thing. I was going to say, all we need is like an NBA tragedy every year in order for yeah. players to apparently care. I hope it's not because of that. I hope it keeps up the level, like if we keep that same format, which I think they will. I think it got really good reviews, like in really good ratings and stuff like that. But I, I just hope they keep it and it keeps the same level of intensity just because of how good it, like how nice, like it was to watch, and we didn't even have like Kevin Durant this year, who would have even been made it probably better because there's more competition. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think I hope they keep it, but we'll see. Yeah, me too. All right, Jeremy, this has been great, and we'll have you back on once the uh, NBA actually returns in some capacity yeah. for us to have something else yep. to talk about. Uh, I got nothing right now. I think we got through most of the topics that we had. Yeah, we did. All right, Jer. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Yes, sir. All right, and thank you again to Jeremy Batten for coming on the podcast, talking all things NBA. God, the NBA needs to come back soon. I mean, don't get me wrong. Bundesliga soccer, for as many jokes as I can make in a, a few podcasts, is starting to get. I, I need real. I need sports I actually enjoy. I think we all do too. Please like and subscribe to the podcast, and if you're on YouTube, find us on Spotify and iTunes. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you Friday.